6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Uh, lots of talk today about that Edmonton Police Service report delivered to the police commission that shows a jump in the number of use of force incidents involving officers and a jump in the number of times officers are having to pull their weapons. But police also say, hey, you know what? There's been a change in how those use of force incidents are reported, and that has a big impact on the increase as well. The type of violence they're responding to has changed. Let's get into that and more with the president of the Edmonton Police Association, Staff Sergeant Mike Elliott. Hey, Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jalen. Much appreciated. I, I think that uh, at, at first glance, when we see those those headlines, you know, that uh, the use of force uh, numbers are up, that the number of times that officers are having to draw their weapons are up, uh, that can be a little shocking to uh, the citizens of Edmonton. Oh, but there is a caveat to these numbers, as you would say. So tell us about that. When it comes to um, the use of force um, reports, uh, what goes along with that? There has been a change to the reporting structure, right? That's correct. Yeah, so it, the way things, uh, I guess this is the simplest way to try to uh, define it, is that once upon a time, I'll say once upon a time, what previous reporting requirements is that um, if, for example, I came across an incident where somebody was holding a knife and my partner pulled his firearm and I pulled my taser, I would not have to report my taser being pulled mm. because it was one incident, one use of force, so, uh, you know, firearm being pulled, a taser being pulled, one incident. So what, what we've reflected now to get more accuracy into what's occurring is that, so fast forward to now, is that like in 2021, so when a member pulls a firearm and pulls a taser, both have to be uh, documented. So it's one incident, but say that no, we can multiply that. Say there was five members there right and then somebody another person pulled the taser as well so they got three reported and uh, three reported use of force as i call them using air quotes when i say that because no force was used but it's defined on the use of force so you have to report that so um your firearm has been pulled the taser was pulled twice for one incident that's three times you have to report that so so that's one aspect of it when you look at the numbers so that's one thing that you will see increasing in for the stats um, but I can pause there or I can go on a little bit further, Jalen. You know, you it was just interesting because I think people need to realize, too, that uh, the police service, uh, from what I understand, defines use of force as any physical contact beyond cooperative handcuffing or any incident that causes an injury, right, yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. And, and in addition to that is what we call we have a Category 1 and a Category 2 use of force. So what is up in the reporting is the actual Category 1 use of force. So, And when I say use of force, like I said, that can be misleading because a Category 1 use of force, when defined, this could be a, we call them CEWs, but most people refer to them as tasers. So a taser could be the presence of a taser, or your firearm could mm. be pulled, but it's not pointed at anyone. But this also includes a holding or escorting positions or joint locks. So if I'm just escorting somebody and I've got to like, use a wrist lock to move somebody along, that's considered a level one use of force. So that is reported. So even though 
it's like I said once again, it's defined as use of forces. There's limited or no use of force actually being applied. Tell me a little bit about uh, the, what's being seen in the in the types of calls that uh, officers are responding to. Responding to now, the the, the chief uh, said that because there was another report that came out that said that overall crime and the severity of incidents decreased in Edmonton from 2016 to 2020, but believes those numbers are changing since then. Again. You know, things changed uh, over the pandemic and as we've been coming out of that. What are your members seeing on, on, on the streets right now? Yeah. And if, if, if I may, I want to get to the point that I just want to put one thing about the use of force statistics too for your listeners. Just to give you an idea for your listeners. So in 2021, there was a total of three, or just over 377,000 police events mm-hmm. that resulted in some form of community interaction. So that's, that's documented that we're aware of. That doesn't include traffic stops, you know, beat officers walking on White Avenue or 118 Avenue, um, things of that nature. But out of that, uh, the use of force out of there, there was a, just over 3,100 use of force. So we look at the ratio for that. So you're looking at every interaction is like 0.84% mm-hmm. that actually gets involved in the use of force. But to get to your other point about um, we, we have seen crime um, in areas go down. I, I think the stat was around 17%. But one thing that's concerning from my point, not only for the members, but for the citizens as well, if you look at the violent crime between 2018 and 2021, violent crime actually increased 30%. And that's from like victims being injured or killed by firearms. So that is extremely concerning, uh, knowing the, the, the amount of violence and the firearms are out there and so your listeners may go well what do you mean by firearms increase how does how does what's the correlation there type of thing so in 2021 we had 150 shootings in our city and to me that's i'm not saying our city is not safe because i do believe our city is safe however the more shootings that occur there's a, a potential that officers and or citizens could get hurt so mm-hmm. you're looking at an average 12.5 shootings per month and so what type of firearms are we encountering? Well, we've seized over 1,600 firearms in 2021. Hmm. So we're, we're seeing firearms on a regular and a regular occurrence more and more often. Do you know where those firearms are coming from? Um, the information that I've obtained from, um, from the firearms investigation unit is that the majority of guns appear to be domestically sourced. And what I mean by that is uh, we use the term straw purchasers. And what that is is a person shows up to hypothetically Cabela's and purchases 10 uh, firearms and then begins to sell those firearms to individuals. Uh, other sources of firearms are coming from breaking enters where people actually break into homes and into gun shops. Now, that that's concerning as well, but I know our unit is doing a, a fantastic job of keeping track and monitoring and trying to catch them, but there's just the volume that's out there is it's it's very difficult to keep up and manage. Mike Elliott is the president of the Edmonton Police Association. Mike, I have to ask you about this. I mean, because this is another one of those headlines that we've been talking about is, is that there have been four people shot and killed by EPS officers this year. And I know you can't get into the cases, obviously, because they're under investigation by ACERT. But that mm-hmm. number two, that number as well, is, I think is, is alarming for Edmontonians. Yeah, and, and this first and foremost, I 
my condolences go out to the uh, the families that are involved in these because I can tell you it is no member wants to go out and use lethal force. Uh, well, there's a number of reasons behind it. One, just the the strain and mental anguish on a member alone to know that you may have to take someone's life. No one ever wants to do that. And I can tell you that when members go down the street, that's the last thing that they want to do is use lethal force and take the unfortunate incident of, of taking someone's life. But with that being said, we know that we're in seeing an increase in the number of firearms that we're encountering. And to me, one one police officer shooting is one too many because I don't want our members to go through that, let alone the, uh, the victims of this. But... If you look at all the firearms that we are encountering, uh, for example, the, we, there's over 100, just about 120 firearms that were seized from vehicles. And so you think about the traffic stops, how mm. dangerous they can be. The amount of, um, I guess, I don't know the word patience, but the training really comes in the mind because we always say our best weapons are our mouth and our ears, mm -hmm. right? So we always provide verbal direction if we have, the, if the time is available, depending on the circumstances. So warnings are always provided. We always look for other options, such as non-lethal forces, using a taser, using an Irwin, things like that. But when faced with a lethal confrontation, we don't know what the time, what time you have to react because every uh, episode is different based on the circumstances. What are the environmental factors? Were the members surprised by this? Were there opportunities to contain and try to talk somebody down? Because we've been very successful when we have a barricaded person with a firearm. That's the last thing we want to do is lethal force. And we will take hours to negotiate and get a person out. So even though your listeners are concerned about you know the officer-involved shootings, that's the last thing that we want to do. And uh, we, we take these shootings very, very serious. And, and I'm very concerned about the, the mental health and well-being of our members as well. I know that I am that that has been something that's been on the forefront uh, for you for a very long time. It's a yeah, challenge indeed. right now. Yeah, yeah, because I, I know that um, a lot of people are talking about our, our vulnerable population that's out there because there's two aspects of the current, what, from my viewpoint in the city. There is the vulnerable population that we have to deal with the mental health and addictions, which is extremely important. But we also have to get that there's like a lot of violence that is going on in our city right now. There's violent people out there. And so the, the, the problem is, is that mix that you get because you get the mental health aspect, but it's also taken an extremely hard toll on our front line. And not just with my, uh, my colleagues, but I think of all first responders has taken a, a devastating impact of the pressures that's placed upon them. Mike, uh, I wish we had more time to talk, but we'll have to leave it uh, there for right now. Let's do this again uh, sooner rather than later, okay? Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Mike Elliott is the president of the Edmonton Police Association joining me to kick off the show this afternoon. It's